Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Turning the page and remembering friends. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It is you, and it's me. And we're talking all things wrestling here, of course, on the In This League podcast network. Don't forget to go over to Patreon. Join the ITL Army today, and today we have the loss of a Japanese wrestling legend. We have Extreme Rules coming up Saturday. We're going to preview that. I know I've been gone a little while, been very busy with football season and family stuff and a lot of things happening and rocking and rolling, but I also want to tell everybody we've also got the recap coming of the AEW Grand Slam, my thoughts and feelings in the aftermath about everything that went on on that show and what's gone on since and all the rumors of people moving back and forth, plus the rumors of the White Rabbit? Is it Bray Wyatt? Probably. But alas, here we are, and don't forget to subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. And of course, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at In This Ring. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. And today is uh, a special day of remembrance, too. It was a year ago today that we lost our co host here of the show and our dear, dear friend Nathan Bush uh, suddenly to an unexpected set of circumstances. And uh, it feels like just yesterday that this all happened. And I got to tell you, it doesn't hurt any less. Uh, Certainly nothing compared to the loss felt by his son, his mother, his sister, his entire family. Uh, But Nate was one of a kind. He was just such a miraculously fun and kind soul and such an incredible wrestling mind, wrestling fan, wrestling historian, wrestling commentator. Uh, And in ASW, uh, Gary, I know, is doing great work over there in ASW down in West Virginia, where Nate's from. And they're doing the Nathan Rumble this weekend to honor Nate. So that is going to be spectacular. Nate loved the Rumble. He would have loved so many of the things going on here with WWE since Triple H has taken over. He would have loved so many things going on here with some of the matches we've seen in the last few months. And he would have loved to have crapped on a bunch of stuff that he didn't like as well. And uh, I hope that I continue to do his memory service here on the show. I miss him dearly. He is my brother from another mother. And, um, you know, it's it's tough because you, you sit here and you do the show. And I feel like I still do the show with him. I feel like when I watch wrestling, he's still with me. You know, we, we're always talking about him still in my house. We You know, he always comes up in conversations. And I don't want this to be a sad day, although it is. I want this to be a celebration day where we talk about wrestling and we talk about um, you know, the thing that we love and it's wrestling and it's a, it's a fun thing and it gets us excited. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it makes us frustrated and it doesn't matter. It, it's part of us. And that's why I do the show. And that's why you listen to the show. And I appreciate you doing so. And, uh, you know, I, I like to think that Nate is hanging out every time we do a show. I like to think that his presence is here and I'm going to keep on doing this show. And I just want to take a moment to celebrate my dude and, uh, I still miss you, brother. Still miss you very much. Uh, a passing also of uh, another legend in the wrestling business. Uh, and Nate would have loved that segue. I can tell you right now, he 
would have been laughing. Uh, it is, of course, Antonio Inoki, uh, who, if you aren't familiar with Inoki, uh, then, you know, you need to do a little homework and go check him out. Uh, this is kind of the godfather of Japanese wrestling in a lot of ways. Very famous matches. Everyone from Andre the Giant to Hulk Hogan to Ric Flair, everybody in between, the crossover appeal. Uh, this is, you know, the guy in Japan. You know, the movie star good looks. And if you want something entertaining, I can't remember the name of the guy that he wrestled, but he was some guy that they brought into Japan. And he was a big southern guy who was, you know, he was there to be this beast who wasn't going to sell anything Inoki did. And, you know, a couple minutes into the match, everything Inoki did, the guy didn't sell, was starting to really frustrate Inoki. And then eventually Inoki decided that he was going to shoot on this guy. And it was one of the most entertaining things you'll ever see. If you put in Antonio Inoki shoot, I guarantee you'll find this video on YouTube or whatever. And it is hysterical. And he basically beats the crap out of this guy for not selling a legend. Because Antonio Inoki's a legend. And the other guy, I can't even remember his name. But it's hilarious. Watch it. Uh, but Antonio Inoki, I mean, a huge figure in not just Japanese wrestling, but wrestling overall. And if you're talking about wrestling on a global span, Antonio Inoki's huge. This is a huge deal and uh, certainly a huge impact left by him on the wrestling business. Um, we're talking about, you know, work he did with Muhammad Ali. We're talking about work he did, you know, with some of the, the biggest names between the 80s, 90s uh, in wrestling. So, um, you know, certainly I would think... Um, you know, and I know Japan's going to probably do a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, New Japan is his baby, right? So I'm sure there's going to be some incredible stuff, but I mean, he had a 25, 30 year career, you know, think about it, um, in terms of wrestling and being in the industry, being in the industry, more like 50 years, but, uh, certainly a huge loss in the Japanese and wrestling communities alike. Uh, so Antonio Inoki, shout out to him today on the podcast. And, uh, let's do a little, uh, AEW before we get to the WWE stuff, because we had Grand Slam. Okay. We had Grand Slam a couple weeks ago, and I watched Grand Slam. I had high expectations for Grand Slam in the wake of all the CM Punk stuff, in the wake of all the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega drama and all this stuff going on. I thought, okay, this is a great chance to reset. The crowd is always great in New York. The crowd was ready for it. They were excited. And I'm going to start with the beginning here, because you had Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, Ring of Honor champion, which again, I don't know what that means. But it feels like the reset here was, okay, let's go back to what we know and who we know as champions. And certainly this feels like an opportunity for Chris Jericho to kind of bump himself back up the card. And he wasn't going to get the main belt, so this was the perfect way, except the fact that the Ring of Honor champion really doesn't have his own show, doesn't have his own wrestling thing. Ring of Honor is supposed to be this thing about great technical wrestling and, and honor and all this stuff, right? <clears throat> and... Claudio Castagnoli kind of fits that. So Claudio Castagnoli's come in this company for what? I don't know. A cup of coffee now? Came in this summer, I believe, in July or June? I think it was end of June. I believe I was in Orlando at the time, and I saw I was like, oh, look, Claudio Castagnoli, yay. And now already, he's won a belt and lost a belt in, I don't know, record time here. I mean, that was four months ago. <laughs> I mean, how, how do we get here? How do we get here? So I hope his contract is short. Because I don't know why you do this with Claudio Castagnoli, unless you're going to move him into, maybe you're going to move him into the, I could be wrong, you're going to move him into the main event scene for the title, okay, I'm here for that. I feel like that's not going to happen, but we shall see. Uh, and the match that 
Jericho had here against Castagnoli was okay. I mean, Jer- I give Jericho credit in one hand for for getting back in shape and trying to do the moves he's doing and trying to do some more high-risk stuff. I think it's cool that he's doing it at 50 years old. I also think it's super dangerous he's doing it. But I give him credit. He's trying to live in the now. The whole sequence of him winning this, I think, was not surprising to anybody in the who, real wrestling fans, but a little surprising because, you know, it's kind of like moving backwards. And that's that same thing that WCW used to do. Every time things would go awry, they would take a step backwards. They would go backwards and they would say, oh, okay, let's just go back to what we know. It's Hogan. It's Nash. It's all those guys. And it just, it never moved forward. And if you don't move the ball forward, you're just going to keep moving it backwards. And eventually you don't grow the new stars. And not that Claudio Castiglioli is a new star, but oh, goodness, couldn't you do something more with him? So I'm not surprised that Jericho has a belt now. Because, you know, everybody's got to have a belt. In AEW, everybody gets a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. Everybody gets a belt. So I did not like this outcome. I thought it was stupid. I also did not care for everybody in the purple suits and the fallout, the whole Daniel Garcia thing and all that stuff. Like, it's just, Daniel Garcia doesn't have that thing. Now, maybe this will do it. I don't know. Is he good worker? Sure. Is he special? No. Do I forget he's on the show? Every time. So he's not a star. The guys that they think are stars, I don't know why. But it's funny. If you look at this card, right? AEW wants to talk about being this, you know, fresh new thing and all this stuff, right? And we're going to push new guys and all this stuff. It's it's Chris Jericho. It's Brian Danielson. It's John Moxley. Those are the people moving the needle. Those are all ex-WWE guys. Yes, I know they all had stints in other places before. But let's be honest. Most people didn't know who they were until they were in WWE. So, once again, here we are. Now, some people didn't like the whole acclaimed beating Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. I did. The crowd wanted it. Give the crowd what they want. It's obviously electric. There was obviously a big botch or two in that match. It wasn't the cleanest match. Um, I think Swerve wishes he was still probably in WWE with uh, Hit Row right now. Because they could use him. The Hit Row is kind of missing that leader. You know, Shantae's not that guy. Top Dollar's not that guy. Swerve is that guy. And it would have been nice if he was there. Because I think it really would be working. Instead, they're kind of just middling right now. But the acclaimed is red hot. Give the people what they want. Alright? So they did. I'm good for this. I like it. Then we get to... Let's take the biggest theoretical badass, who looks like a badass, is Pac, right? Who is this great technical wrestler, incredible, powerful, small guy, looks like a bastard, looks like a tough son of a bitch, and where somehow, you know, Orange Cassidy knocks him out with one punch a couple weeks ago. How in the hell... Is this good booking? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand. It makes my head hurt. I don't get it. So, yeah. So, of course, Pac wins. But, yeah. Then you had Tony Storm versus Athena versus Britt Baker versus Serena Deeb. And Serena Deeb really kind of carried this match. I mean, you know, she continues to be the good hand that carries matches around those parts. And they need her desperately. And then you get a huge unexpected return and pop. It's Paige. That's right, it's Paige from WWE, a.k.a. Soraya. So now Soraya's back. Is she back? Is she wrestling? Is she just a personality? I don't know, but she's good television. So good for her. Good for her. And if she's cleared to wrestle, good for her. I will say this. I like the idea of her and Britt Baker. I think that could be a really good feud, but if she can't get in the ring, then we're kind of just setting ourselves up for failure. So I can only assume they're working on getting her cleared or something's going on there because I can't imagine just bringing her in just to have her talk. I mean, maybe, maybe, I could be wrong, 
She's a star. Once again, another unused star in WWE whose contract expired. I guess they wanted to bring her back. She probably wanted to do other things. This is the thing she's chosen. However, I am scared to death for her. The Penelope Fords of the world, the Athenas of the world, the people in AEW who continues the Tay Mellows of the world sometimes. There's a lot of green still in the women's division in AEW. And, and, you know, again, there's a lot of talent too. I think Jamie Hayter is a budding star. I think they've got some people there. Finally, Tony Storm is outstanding. Serena Deeb is very strong. But this is a very green group of women, for the most part. And there are botches and issues. There's people getting their nose broken on moves multiple times. In fact, Athena, you know, let's get to that that moment in the match, too, where Britt Baker gets her nose broken again. Athena is, I don't know, five foot one. She should not be doing that move. She cannot have two people up at once and then trying to drop them because she is too low to the ground herself for that move to work. She can't do it in a sequence safely. Now, people say, well, what do you know about that? Well, I was a professional fight choreographer for 20 years. I have my fight certification in 12 different weapons. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. That's not a move of somebody of that size, and it's not the way out of that move of somebody of that size. And that's why you had the injury. That never should have been allowed to be a move that they do, and it never should have been allowed to be the finish of that move if they were going to try to attempt something strong for her in that situation to make her look like, oh, she's this little beast. Okay, but you can't get out of that move that way. It was bound to go wrong, and it did, and somebody got hurt, and that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate it continues to be Britt Baker, who I give her a lot of credit. She's tough as nails. But are we going to subject this girl who's got a neck issue, who was told she's not or should not wrestle again? To these women, this is a very precarious situation she's putting herself in. So I don't know where it's going. All I know is I'm happy she's happy. I'm happy she's back. I hope the best for her. That's all I can say. So we shall see what happens. Um, then we get the main event, which is John Moxley and Brian Danielson. And I actually had high expectations for this. And I have to say I was let down. I really was. This match did not live up to the hype. I did not like the finish of this match. And not because Moxley won. I pre- pretty much figured he would be the guy again. So now we've, again, we've ruined Brian Danielson. When Brian Danielson came in as the American Dragon, he was having those one-hour matches with Hangman. They were great. Those were, that was, outside of anything MJF has done with CM Punk or with anybody, basically, in the company, holy crap, that has been the best stuff. And I like getting Hangman back into the main picture. I like all of that, but it's like you never used Brian Danielson, and the window is short here for Brian Danielson. And I thought it was weird to have these two guys from the same thing kind of be together. I don't know. And he puts the belt on him. I don't know. It just, it was an opportunity here. And heel Brian Danielson is amazing. I love heel Brian Danielson. He is a jerk. Brian Danielson as a heel when he was the earth champion, when he had the recyclable belt, was one of the most entertaining gimmicks I've ever seen. It was fantastic when he would look out in the crowd and scream fickle and point at everybody. It was awesome. I love angry jerk Daniel Bryan it's amazing just feels like a waste of him right now I'm going back to John Moxley again so we'll see where it goes you know look it's it's kind of messy right now and if I was that I would the one thing I would say is I do not miss the young bucks or Kenny Omega on the show at all I actually kind of miss CM Punk I'm not gonna not gonna lie CM Punk promos are good CM Punk has this CM Punk has this star power thing about him that you want to watch him and it's funny because 
you know, for the last 10 years, he's been this pariah. He's been this guy, right? We're all waiting for CM Punk to someday once again return. And he returned and he was the same guy, which is a talented, charismatic guy. Maybe not quite in the same physical condition or the athleticism that he used to be nine years ago, but who is? But also the same selfish SOB that he was in other companies. And I get why he is. Because as the smaller guy in, in the wrestling world, he was always told he couldn't, he couldn't. So these guys, they hold on to that spot. And I do think it's frustrating for him to say, hey, we could be better collectively and him trying to be a leader. And these other guys saying, no, this is our thing. And we just want to, you know, hang out and be jerk offs here and, and, you know, dress, play dress up and cosplay stuff and occasionally wrestle. Like, I, I get it. AEW's in a weird spot. Now, they say Aleister Black isn't going anywhere. That whole situation feels super weird. Honestly, I'm kind of over Aleister Black. You know, he, he, I'm just over it. Like, he doesn't, he's never happy with anything. He just seems like a guy who's just destined to not be happy. And I hope he's okay mentally. I'm not wishing him, like, again, mental health is very important. But it just seems like, you know, life isn't perfect. And sometimes you have to, like, make the best of our situations and it. I hope he can figure it out. I can't imagine the stress of working in a different company and your wife's in another company. I'm sure that's hard. So if Tony Khan was a good dude, he would say, go back. Go back. Live your life. Like, you don't want unhappy employees. And if Andrade's in the same spot, and he is unhappy, and they've done nothing with Andrade. And granted, he's still not a good promo. But if there's ever somebody that needed a Stokely Hathaway, it's Andrade. If it's anybody that, like, the best Andrade was at NXT when Zelina Vega was the mouthpiece. And if they were smart, they would bring Andrade back, he would get to spend time with his wife again, and they would bring Zelina Vega back in that role, and oh my goodness, would it be great. And it was great, and it can be great again. So Grand Slam to me was a wonderful moment from the acclaimed, an unfortunate moment in the women's match, a tenuous moment of a return of a huge star in Paige, a.k.a. Soraya. An odd choice of putting Chris Jericho as an, as a champion in, for Ring of Honor, which again, I just don't know what the point is. It's just so everybody has a belt. Meanwhile, Wardlow, not on this card. Meanwhile, the FTR is not on this card. Like, FTR should be your tag team champions. And if they're not careful, they're going to alienate those guys. And if they're not, They are losing so much of the Wardlow steam, it's not even funny. And I know the MJF stuff is cool, and I think eventually we're going to get to the MJF stuff. But it's taking a long... It's just... Ugh, I don't know. I still want... I'm hopeful. <clears throat> I'm hopeful. By the way, if you want to watch something really great, go check out... Maybe you can see it on demand. Again, Access TV has New Japan. Will Ospreay and Naito from a couple weeks ago. Ooh, ooh-wee. That was good. Love those two guys. Love Naito. Love Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay's really made himself into something special. He used to be just the flippy guy, and now he looks like an absolute murderer, and it is great. He is a tough SOB. He's got the whole, he's got the swag, he's got the look, he's got the skills, he's got everything. And if AEW was smart, they would throw all the money at him and let that guy come in and be champion. But instead, they bring him in and they have him job out to their guys, and I don't get it. Don't get it. And that looks like Juice Robinson's going to be there too, and I think his window's kind of closed. I think he was hot for a while, and then it kind of... I don't know. You know, Tony Khan reminds me of the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he just wants to collect all these things, but he doesn't necessarily know what to do with them when he has them, or necessarily know the true value of what he has in the first place. That's my opinion. That's my metaphor. I'm sticking to it. 
let's get to WWE, shall we? I love the stuff going on with the White Rabbit and the QR codes and everybody's looking for the Easter egg every week. It's great. It's great. And if you haven't connected the idea of the White Rabbit and the Easter egg, then, I mean, come on, guys. Come on. That's what it, that's what it is. It's fun. It's cool. It's, it's clever. It's good. It's great to see Shotzi Blackheart get her tank back again. I know, I know it's the small joys in life, but still, it's the small joys in life. Everything slowly riding the ship, Max Dupree becoming L.A. Knight again. Yay! Because L.A. Knight is great, and I love him when he was Eli Drake in Impact Wrestling. Yay! Hooray! Speaking of Impact Wrestling, Eric Young is doing incredible work. My dude, my friend, is doing incredible work with those promos where he's recruiting these jabronis outside his house and in the middle of the night, it is great. It is better than almost any other promo video thing I've seen all year. It's awesome, and it's not because he's my friend. It's just awesome. They're a roster that could stand to gain a couple people, too. They could use a little bit more help there. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on with the card now for Extreme Rules. Saturday night, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Now, Ronda has become the face because they've let her just be a badass. They've booked her like Stone Cold. <laughs> what a shock. How easy that is to just let her be the anti-hero. And all of a sudden, everybody loves her. And Liv Morgan very quickly went from being, oh, we love Liv Morgan, yay, she got the belt, to, Oh, you know, it's kind of a weird screwjob finish. Now, okay, that whole, like, you know, I, I love wrestling, yay, really grates on people after a while. I'm glad they're turning her the way they are. I kind of think Liv Morgan should win. And I think we should extend this, and I think Liv Morgan should continue to grow into this character, because she's finally into something here. She's finally onto this kind of, you know, dangerous female who's really cute and fun, and at the same time, you know, obviously is going to do whatever she needs to win kind of thing. Like, I kind of like this. Like, she's kind of finding, for the first time, I think, who the Liv Morgan character should be. And I think the... And I, I hope... I hope she gets a bodyguard, and I hope that bodyguard is Shayna Baszler. And then we can run Ronda and Shayna, and then we can run Liv Morgan and Shayna eventually, if Shayna turns on her, or whatever we do. This is what we do. But we don't put the belt on Ronda yet. I don't think that's the right thing to do. By the way, also, great to see Candice LeRae back on the main roster. That was shocking and fun. Hooray! Johnny Gargano wrestling Chad Gable. Yay! This is not hard. Dakota Kai wrestling Candice LeRae. Yay! It's not hard to put on a good show. Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match, which there's a part of me that's I'm I'm really okay if Bailey wins, and then it feels like Damage Control is going to become the female version of the Undisputed Era, which I'm here for. I think it's a great idea to do that same gimmick, but not do it with women and have them have all the belts and have them kind of run the show for a while. And they are the three to do it. It's awesome. It's a great idea. I think they should. Maybe Bianca takes a little break. We shall see. I think soon we're going to get a Charlotte Flair return. It feels like we're going there soon. Sooner than later at some point. Maybe Charlotte comes back and even costs Bianca this match. And then we just run that feud separately without belts. Then we run one of them, whoever the winner is, against Bailey. And I, I don't know. There's, there's ways we could do this. Okay? But... I think we're moving towards putting the belt on Bailey, and I'm okay with that. Again, it's I'm okay if Bianca wins. Either way, I'm fine. Now, this next one is the Fight Pit with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Now, this should be excellent. Uh, their match was very good, but I thought it could have been better. It got better as it went on in Cardiff. I think it can be better. I think this Fight Pit is a fun thing we're doing. Guest referee Daniel Cormier, I could give a crap about that. 
Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. I love that we're actually doing Extreme Rules matches and Extreme Rules for a change. What a, what a concept. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Now, this one gets wacky because it's Karrion Cross's first pay-per-view match, and you kind of need him to look strong here. So I think Drew McIntyre is going to have to do the job, or in some way, it feels like that's where it's going. It feels also like this might be where we're getting Bray Wyatt back, and maybe he's got a little group with him. We can accept that if that's where we're going. That's fine. But it would be really weird for Drew McIntyre to win this match, and if he does, then there's got to be some other ending here with Cross or something else going on. This next one I think they've booked himself into a corner with, and it's Edge versus Finn Balor. And the reason they booked himself into a corner right with is because it's an I quit match. And Edge is like the king of not quitting. Like Edge is, I mean, the definition of a guy who lost nine years of his career and just, and ended up coming back. I mean, if that's not I don't quit, I don't know what is. And Finn Balor, you're finally starting to elevate now. And it looks like Triple H sees Finn Balor like he did in NXT, which is Finn Balor can be a main event guy and he can be. So Finn Balor has to win this match. And I don't think you can ruin Edge. There's no way to ruin Edge. Everybody loves Edge. Maybe you'll get the AJ Styles turn, but I don't really like him joining that group. I don't think it's a good idea. It just kind of feels like they've booked himself into a corner here, and it's, I don't like Edge quitting. I mean, that would certainly elevate Finn Balor, but at what cost? I don't know. It becomes a very Thanos and Gamora moment, and you know what I'm talking about. Then we also have the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Oh, yay! I am here for this. In a, I don't know what the hell a Donnybrook match is. I think that's that thing where they have all those gimmick things around like with the shillelaghs and the stuff. Great. Awesome. Let's go. That is going to be fantastic. Imperium and the Brawling Brutes have put on a show in the last few weeks, man. I am so happy Imperium's back together. This is so good. This is going to be outstanding. This is a really good card. And you're giving me six good matches. That's all I need. Give me six good matches, make it three hours, and let me go to sleep. Okay? That's all I want. This is not hard. Okay? Actually, two and a half would be even better. Give me 240 with, with six matches. Of course, it'll go longer than that. But look, this is... Again, what these pay-per-views should be, or these premium live events, whatever the hell it is. So this has a chance to be very good and a chance to have some exciting, fun things happen. It's going to be in Philly, so you know it's going to be a live crowd. It's going to be a boisterous crowd. It's going to be a tough crowd. So we shall find out, you know, if you're going to, you know, wrestling in Philly, that crowd is very unique. They're smart. They love things, and they hate things, and they love to hate the things they hate. And they love to love the things they love. It's no gray area <laughs> with that crowd. So that's going to be fascinating to see what they do. Uh, I would say overall the Raw and SmackDown products have been pretty good. The SmackDown product, by the way, when you have the honorary oos with Sami Zayn getting the shirt finally. Thank goodness they finally heard all of us. Thank you, Triple H. Honorary oos Sami Zayn. That whole segment the other week was just spectacular opening the show that way so funny so fun Sami Zayn in the bloodline Roman Reigns running the show solo Paul Heyman the Usos this is a faction for the ages I'm here for it we'll get to Wrestlemania we'll crown Cody Rhodes and it'll really be worth something and it'll be fun things are good things are in a good place with WWE I haven't gotten to watch the revamped NXT yet kind of looks like the same thing with different colors We'll see, but I am hopeful, again, hopeful, but I, I still feel like Tony Khan's in a tough spot here where he's got, like I said, he's the collector, he's got a bunch of things in cases, 
and he likes to look at them, and he likes to take them out and show everybody, and then they go back in the case because he doesn't know what they do. Maybe JR has stepped aside so he can help book, maybe. Feels like that might have been, like, kind of what's going on there. Take the man off of the commentary, put him over there, maybe. But AEW, once again, is in a hard reset, and it's not the first time. And they're resetting backwards. Perhaps they're moving backwards to go forwards. We shall see. Eventually, you got to put the belt on MJF. How we get there, we shall find out. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to In This Ring wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter at In This Ring and me at JoePizzaPia17. And of course, check out the ITL Army. We'll be back next week to break down Extreme Rules and the Fallout. That'll do it for us. But remember, that's the bottom line because Joe P. said so. I love you, Nate. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.